All right, Ravens fans, welcome back to the Purple Friday. You know what? I'm not calling it Purple Friday until the Ravens start proving it. Otherwise, the Mid-Friday podcast, this was Mid-Fridays. This was going to be called from now on until the Ravens prove that they are better than a 500 team that we've seen for the last decade. Mid-Friday. This is podcast for the Live from the Hammock. So, um... You know, we're not even going to touch the other teams' games right now. I want to focus most of this time today on not just this game that happened this past Sunday, but what mm-hmm. we've seen over the last five years, even under Harbaugh, the last ten years, right? So, Ravens go uh, into Jacksonville, lose twenty-eight to twenty-seven. Justin Tucker misses a sixty-seven-yard field goal by just a matter of three yards. <laughs> Um, when that thing came, I'll say, I'll say this, fellas. When that thing came off his foot and the way, I'm like, it's good. It's good. I'm like, <laughs> that yeah, thing came off, <laughs> right down the middle. I was like, no way this thing is not, not good. I'm like, yeah. even, even, a Jag, Jaguar, even Jaguar fans got quiet. You could tell like, oh, no. <laughs> 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 this dude going to make this feel, we going to do it again. But you know what? He missed it. And I think yeah. a lot of people are calling into the radio to uh, this 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 week, saying and even some of the guys on the the uh, shows were saying the same thing. Like, kind of glad that Justin Tucker didn't make that field goal because it would have it would have put another band aid on you know what's been a gaping wound for this team uh, for the last five years and the mismanagement in uh, the red zone, uh, just the, the lack of playmakers on offense, the constant issues that appears with the defense you know we we go into this game after having a few games under the, the belt with Roquan coming in it, it felt like they had turned a corner that they had closed that part of the book you know about giving up fourth quarter leads and here they, they do it again the soft coverages me and all of us were you know texting during the game the soft coverages again they're more marching down the field I think by the time they got to the when they converted that was it third and 21 no, they didn't convert it. They got it was a third and twenty-one, and they got like a sixteen-yard catch off of that. Mm-hmm. And it was like a fourth and five, and then they converted that. Once they did that, I was like, "Yeah, we're gonna lose this football game. We're gonna yeah. lose. We're gonna lose this game." Um, I know a lot of people have issues with the the catch that Marvin Jones caught for the touchdown, but you know the league, yeah, it made the league has made it easier for offenses to score. So uh, Marvin Jones taps the right foot, then taps it, you know, the, the shin. From his the same foot comes down, so it counts as two feet, uh, two body parts coming in. So he catches that for a touchdown. Um, the stat that they came up with this week, uh, you know, we they've been going through the stats all season when the Ravens seems to lose these games in the fourth quarter, but now the stat has become it's become unreal. I mean, five hundred thirty-three yards and sixty-three points in four losses. That, that is unacceptable. Sixty-three points in 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 four games in one quarter. In one quarter of football, the Ravens have given up sixty-three points. Forget the yards part, five hundred thirty-three yards. Because teams give up that kind of yardage and you know those those kind of tra- those kind of garbage games and quarterbacks are just throwing down the field and that kind of stuff. Sixty-three points in the fourth quarter in four games that is unacceptable and i think all all of the the goodwill that mike mcdonald had had gained 
over the last few weeks, you know, when Roquan comes in, it felt like the defense had changed. It felt like they had gotten a rhythm with the pass rush. Justin Houston was getting two sacks. It felt two sacks a game. Uh, Kyle Hamilton was starting to play well. All that goodwill went out of the window with that game. All of it with that. It When Marlon Humphrey went, I didn't realize Marlon Humphrey went out until they said something, I think, after the game. Um, that Marlon went out with like a an ankle sprain or something like that. And that happened. Trevor Lawrence just kept keying on Brandon Stevens and Marcus Peters for the rest of that the rest of that drive. I mean, it was it was it was masterful how they did it. And I, I said this, I think, from the beginning of the season. When when the Ravens play good quarterbacks or good head coaches, you know, and or whatever, Harbaugh can is can lose those football games. It really has to depend on if if he's going against an either equal-minded head coach or a lesser head coach for him to win. And Doug Peterson is a Super Bowl-winning head coach. You know, he took that team, the Eagles team, when Carson Wentz got hurt, took a backup quarterback and led the Eagles to a Super Bowl. So he knows what he's doing. Okay, he can draw him up. And Trevor Lawrence, I think, has now proven that this, now he's getting to this point in the season under Doug Peterson. Trevor Lawrence looks like he's going to be a pretty good, pretty good uh, quarterback going forward. And Zay Jones had what 170 something 73 yards catching in that game. They made him look like Justin Jefferson out there. Mm-hmm. It, it's sad now. Like, is this what we expect that no matter who the Ravens defense plays, the wide receiver one, whoever that may be, I don't care where they are in the stat sheet or where they are in the all Pro Bowl voting, or if they're, you know, ranked first or ranked 32nd as far as number one wide receivers, they're going to go off against the Ravens. Guys are now coming in no matter what team they play. And if you're the wide receiver one, you're thinking, I'm going to get I'm gonna get some money tonight. I'm going to get a bonus tonight because <laughs> I'm playing the Ravens defense. And the, the soft coverage stuff, right? But again, it also, I think, when Marlon went down, we see how important one guy is to this deep. I'll say this. I know I'm ranting right now. But... I'll say this. The defense should not fall apart because one guy got hurt. Right? When <clears throat> Ray when Ray would go down with an injury or Ed would go down with an injury, the guys were well versed enough into the scheme and to the play and what they had to do that they could make things work for a few weeks before Ray, when Ray and Ed got back. This this collapse when a guy like Marlon Humphrey just gets hurt. We saw this earlier in the season. In the first few weeks when Marlon was out with like a hamstring or something kind of injury. Um, and even last season when Marlon went out with his, uh, when, he, when he tore his pec, that was it. That was a wrap. This secondary without Marlon Humphrey is trash. It is not good. Uh, Marcus Peters, done. It's a wrap. Okay. That man, that man is toast. That man is grilled cheese right now. Like that man is... He said, made a statement that I think this week saying that he would like to come back to Baltimore because he knows that no other team is going to sign him to a major deal at this point. <laughs> they're looking at it. They're looking at the same games. They're looking at the, the they're looking at the, the film. There's no way he's going to get a deal, uh, any kind of real money outside of Baltimore at this point. But he's toast. But this goes again to look at the investment that the Ravens didn't make into this. I mean, they got Marcus Williams, right? But they didn't do anything as far as the cornerback position. They signed Jalen Armour Davis. Uh, they, they drafted him. Where is he right now? He barely plays at this point. They say he's got an injury, but we all know he's been a healthy scratch for the majority of the last few weeks. 
because they don't want to put him out there. He's been a healthy scratch. They put him on an injury reserve now because they know they're not going to play him for the rest of the year. Brandon Stevens got relegated to the bench once Kyle Hamilton finally started to figure it out. You know, and then we saw Brandon Stevens go in the game and he got he was getting picked on during the game. So we we've seen the investment the Ravens have not made into critical parts of both sides of the ball. You look at no pass rushers. You go out and sign J- Jason Pierre-Paul and you get Justin Houston back. You get these older guys <laughs> trying to produce at elite levels. And Justin Houston at his age and JPP at his age um, are only going to do but so much. You wasted a first-round draft pick on Adafi Owe. That's a busted pick at this point. He's a wrap. The fact that JPP now is out-snapping him because they showed the snap counts of this past game. He's out-snapping him at this point. That's a bust. He's a bust. He's, it's not happening. Okay? You you draft a J- David Ajabo who, you know, now I guess I guess week 13, we're going to see him. I guess we're going to see him this week. But all the draft picks now from 2019 up until this point, you haven't made any real investment into the actual, the, the money, the money positions that you need to be a Super Bowl contender. No wide receiver, no number one wide receivers. Your wide receivers that you have both have drafted in Hollywood Brown and Rashad Bateman have both now have extensive injury histories. I don't know if Rashad Bateman's ever going to stay healthy at this point. You know, you trade away Hayden Hurst last or the other year. You look at, I think, uh, either Travis or Trey, you, one of you guys posted, I think Travis, on the tra- Trey, you posted it. Um, the 2020, was it 2021 draft or 2020 mm-hmm. draft? And yeah. Like the last four picks, all those guys, I only think made it through the first season. They either got traded or released. Yeah, it was but, bad. I, it's, but I, I will say some of the. It seems like some of the radio hosts and stuff now in the local sports sports stations are starting to come around to the, the idea that this is the roster that Harbaugh has built since he's been there. This is what he's wanted. They've been a run heavy offense. They've got five or six tight ends on the roster at this point. This is the offense they want. They got, you know, they're putting tight ends out there. You got Patrick Ricard running a running a screen. You got your 300-pound fullback running a screen play as a primary pass catcher. Like, it's... it's uh, Trey, you posted it yesterday in the group chat. Dan Orlovsky posted oh, yeah. one of the plays that he was he was talking to with, with Kurt Warner and breaking it down and showing... Why is he was circling the middle of the field? There's nobody here. He's like, either one of these guys messed up or this play is trash. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's we've gotten to a point now where I think even the analysts on like the 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 the, the, the NFL network and ESPN and Fox Sports and all the rest of them are now looking at these Ravens offensive plays that maybe haven't looked at them before, are now looking at these plays, you know, with you know with fresh eyes and are like they, they can't be that stupid, right? Like this, right. this can't. No, this this has got to be something where it's just mis- it's just poor communication, right? There's no way this is the play that they practice week in and week out. There's no way it can't be. They're sitting here fighting with themselves with their own with their own rationality, right? Trying to make sense that there's no way an NFL coordinator should be drawing up pass plays like this. There's no way. So look, we can Ravens fans and all of us can complain about the lack of playmakers and stuff, and we that is a part of it. However, we have seen play, we have seen teams 
with either equal talent or lesser talent than the Ravens have in the passing attack, and they're still finding ways to score points with the same kind of with the same players. So they're like, why can't we do it? But this again, this is the this is the bed that Harbaugh has built, and he has to lay in it. And I think, like you guys said, I think with the press conference he had this week, it, it appears that he doesn't seem as he doesn't seem as cocky as he once was like last year. You know, when he was like guaranteed, like he knew he had, still had his job and stuff. It may seem like now that maybe he feels a little bit, a little concerned himself. Yeah. About, you know, maybe his job may be in jeopardy. Because if we look at the rest of this schedule, right, they got the Broncos coming up. They got the Falcons after that. But then it's all AFC North teams after that. They got to play the Browns, Steelers twice, and the Bengals at the end of the season. There's a very good and with the with the way the Bengals are playing, I know they got a tough schedule coming up um, for the next few games. But if the Ravens don't act right in those Steelers games and those Browns games, especially, there's a really good chance they could miss the playoffs. There's a real good chance because the AFC is very tight right now. When you look at the AFC East, just 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 the AFC East. There could be three teams coming out of that coming out the out of that out of that division. Mm-hmm. And of course, the Steelers right now, you know, I got nothing to play for but draft positioning. But of course, they would love to spoil the Ravens' party. That'd be the one game they get up for, right? <laughs> they yeah. can spoil the Ravens' party and just end it. And the Ravens don't get their act together. They could very well miss the playoffs. And I'll say this right before I let you guys give your your two cents. At this point, right now, the what with what I'm seeing on the field, I don't want this team to make the playoffs. I don't. At the beginning of the season, I'm like, I'm, I'm all gung ho. Let's go, go team. You know, make the playoffs and stuff. But at this point, because I'm like, if the Ravens make the playoffs, all Steve Bashide is going to see is, oh yeah, they they were good enough to make the playoffs with, you know, all the injuries and stuff, and they still made it. So we can continue this on to next season. No, you know what? I'm at this point, blow it all up, blow it up. I I, I am sick of this. I am sick of it. Stanford, if you're listening, please. Please, if you need if you need donations, if you guys can't meet a certain number, Ravens fans will set up a GoFundMe. We will help out. We will we will we will ship Greg Roman stuff. We will pack. We will go to his house and pack it for him. If you need some help, please give that man a contract like tomorrow. Please. That's but that's my two cents. Uh, I don't even know where to start, man. Like it's 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 everything that you said and and so much more than that like it's we can literally hit every layer of this team and find something um but just to start you know obviously you you're speaking on just like i think we were what we were talking right before the show started just talking about a lot of these issues are systemic issues that you know it's kind of plagued baltimore for as long as we can remember i mean it, it doesn't always show itself but in, in these moments, you know, it kind of just always shows its head in the most inopportune times. And, w- and what a better time <laughs> for, the, for it to happen than it coming against the Jacksonville Jaguars, one of the worst teams in the league. So it, it's just crazy how um, this year we've been playing down to everyone's competition. I mean, no matter who we play, we're in a, fight, a dog fight with them. And I just don't understand why. Teams that we should be blowing out, we, we can barely escape with a win. Um, in this past Sunday, we we didn't escape with a win. Um, we got burnt. It, it's just I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's you know 
somehow there there's complacency there where we just think that we can just have multiple delay of games and getting the plays in late every week to week and you know we're going to be fine I, I don't see how you know that much is going to get it done and Harbaugh um to your point Miles like he's he's been looking a lot different on that sideline than what we're used to him seeing I mean he he looks like a guy who who's on the hot seat and you know he, he can't control it but it's pouring out of him like you can tell Mm-hmm. And a lot of the stuff that's happening on the field is is going to be directly. Um, he's going to be accountable. Have to be accountable for all of it. Um, it. It's been like three or four weeks in a row. And we're talking about we just had a bye week a couple of weeks ago, and these mis- same mistakes are still happening. Whether we mm-hmm. win the game or lose the game, these mistakes are showing up in most of these games. Um, it, just it's, it's so much criticism that that went at, at in this game. Somehow, you know, Lamar, you know. You know, he, he's going to get all the praise when we win. And, you know, he's going to get all of the, the bashing when we lose. But in this Jacksonville game, I mean, I just don't see – it's just one of those games where it's like, wow, like look at the position we put him in. I mean, he didn't have a terrible game. I mean, Lamar threw for like 250. He, he had like 100 – I mean, I'm sorry, he had like 89 yards rushing. Mm-hmm. And then when you add the other – he had a touchdown pass. And when you add the other, other stats on there that no one's talking about, yeah, there was like three drop touchdown passes in that game. Yep. And there was yeah. other drops outside of the touchdown passes. We still had Patrick Ricard running on the field eighty percent of the time. In pass plays. It's, it's it's to the point now where Lamar really doesn't trust anyone on the field to the point where he doesn't even check the ball down anymore because he's not even sure <laughs> if if the running back out of the backfield is gonna make a play for him. That, that Dan Orlovsky clip um, that Travis sent and that we, we talked about in the chat it and I wish we had like that game tape uh, you know angle that we can kind of look at these plays as well because I would love to look at them I mean I know they're available and people do um, you know clips on them and everything like that but I wish while I was watching the game I just had access to just see the, the whole field view because I know for a fact this happens every week I know this, this is exactly what all of these past plays look like it almost seems like if you're from week to week, whatever team we're playing, if they if they did their due diligence and watch film, the Ravens can be beat almost like almost every time. If they if that team watch film against any of these losses, it shouldn't be hard to stop what the Ravens are doing in the passing game. The running game is what it is. We're going to be as good as who's on the field, but the passing game, you're not putting Lamar in the best position to 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 succeed when. When that's the case, we're, we're, we're finding ourselves having to out-talent other teams, which is kind of crazy because the majority of the time, our talent isn't as good as the talent on these other teams. Even even some of the bad teams that we play, they still have superstars on that team that we can't really match with. We lost to the Jaguars team who didn't even have ETN on the field. Mm-hmm. He was injured in, almost immediately in the first quarter. He, he didn't play the rest of the game. And we, and, and we couldn't stop them like that just that, it's just unacceptable it, it just it, it, it makes no sense the, the defense like you said Peters is completely cooked ever since that torn ACL he, he's just not there every play on every passing down even on run play he's making business decisions almost every play and you can see it He'll, he has a, a very small percentage of plays where you can see that he exudes a lot of energy on and outside of those plays that he kind of reserves to 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 
to be a superstar or, or to or to go full, you know, full strength, full speed. Outside of those, he's making business decisions, man. And you can tell, like, he does not have confidence. The cushion that he's playing with, for all of that, you might as well have someone else doing it, doing, mm-hmm. doing that, uh, playing that position. It, it just, it doesn't, it's not doing us any justice. I mean, the the fact that they can make those plays downfield on him almost week to week, and, and it's starting to seem like it's always on third down, like third and long. Like, it's not even like, third and shorts it's like third and long and how many yards did Peters give him he starts off on the line almost every play in the receiver's face he throws a thumbs up to whoever on the other side of the field and then he just retreats immediately 15 yards back 20 yards back watches the receiver catch the ball and and and, and then makes a play tries to tackle him or push him out of bounds it just doesn't make any sense and then on a game-winning touchdown um at the end of the game when uh, the receiver caught the ball and with the you know got his cab, his, his his foot and his cab down. You, as a vet veteran cornerback, you know you're out of position. You were out of position off the ball. As soon as the ball was snapped, the receiver was behind you. At that point, your game has changed. You have to push him out of bounds. Mm-hmm. He 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 barely contacted the receiver. And he was right next to him. I just don't understand how a veteran can't make a decision better than that. But anyway, we, we all know Peters is cooked. I don't know what we're going to do there. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's nobody to replace him with at this point. We can't replace him with Brandon Stevens. He's already, already you know, kind of playing. He's in and out with Marlon. When Marlon plays inside, he's outside. Sometimes they put him inside. Marlon plays outside. Um, but but Peter's side, we there's really nothing. It's not like we have anybody else to go to at this point. But... Um, like I was saying, like that the the offensive philosophy is just is just not it. Um, you know, it it was great seeing Deshaun Jackson um, on the field and making that that deep pass, but I feel like every time something special happens to one of our players, it just gets overshadowed with a loss. Like every time something crazy happens, mm-hmm. no no one's going to talk about the Deshaun Jackson catch ever again because we lost the game, and that was almost what won the game for us. It just doesn't make any sense. Like, it's just so so frustrating um, to play a team like the Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence, who hasn't really been playing that great, and now the national media is on his top. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, almost immediately after one game, just because he beat a team who's been who's been you know losing fourth quarters, you know, four times at least. Like it's just it just doesn't make any sense. Um, I really I really do hope that Greg Roman <laughs> gets the Stanford job because I I literally just I just can't take it anymore. And I and actually I, I'm at the point now where he he's he's not only stunning Lamar Jackson's growth, but he's he's stunning like the offense's growth. Like the the it, it's not even favorable for a wide receiver to come to Baltimore. It, it's gotten that bad, so no one even wants to sign with us offensively. Um. So I, I think, you know, with Roman leaving, I think it'll fix things temporarily, but inevitably, you know, Harbaugh is like, you know, like we've been preaching, like it starts at the top. So I don't even know if that's enough. You know, I think it's, I think it's almost time at this point to get somebody in a head coach just kind of going to do what needs to be done. And 
we got to uphold his offense. I don't think the offense that we have now is going to be sustainable in the playoffs. I mean, the only reason I still have hope is honestly because we have Lamar Jackson. And, you know, when his back is up the wall, it's really, you know, almost anything is possible. But, you know, it's almost like even that's starting to get taken away from him with bad coaching. So... I mean, I have a whole lot more to say, but it, it's really just kind of beating a dead horse at this point because we've kind of been seeing it week to week. Even in some of our wins, it's easier for us to talk about it, but, you know, there's still the same issues that we kind of see. They're just not on a on a grand scale. So they, they got to get it right, man. I mean, the, the one good thing um, about all of this is that I still believe that Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith are playing great. They're playing like out of this world, phenomenal. Most of most of every all everything that's happened, um, I, I can't really point my finger at the linebackers at all um, <laughs> since Roquan's been here. I'll say um, because those guys that that unit has been has been legit. And your point, real quick, about the um, the D line, our aging D line, um, it's just they're they're cooked as well. I mean. Away is, I'm not, I'm not calling him a bust yet, but to have literally no sacks <laughs> at this point in the season is all. It's like it's just laughable. Like I'm laughing because I'm like frustrated. Like he's he's literally got no production, and he's the youngest guy on the line. And then Justin Houston, I mean, he hasn't fizzled out. I think a lot of his success earlier, you know, uh, recently in the season has been just be, just due to matchups. He's just been getting a good matchup and plays and kind of been, you know, it's kind of these sacks have kind of been falling in his lap. But he's still, you know, he's still the older older guy. And for us to just be relying on him, you know, it's it just it's just too much. Um, Broderick Washington, I like what he's been doing. Yeah. Um, I think he's he's stepped up. Um, and hopefully, you know, he can kind of build off of that. But it's 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 one of those things where even with all of that being said we'd be in a lot better shape if our offense had their shit together. And they just they just don't. I mean, it, it just sucks for Lamar and for Ravens fans because it's almost as if we're kind of like pushing Lamar out the door with all of this, you know, lack of leadership from upstairs, from the coaches, from, you know, mm-hmm. not even from the coaches, but we're talking about two people, really. Let's be real. I mean, we won't really have issues with anybody else on that staff, but what Harbaugh is doing and his philosophy and what Greg Roman is doing up in that booth. So um, that's that's my two cents for now. Like I said, there's a whole lot more, but that's just the gist of it. And even with all that being said, I still think, you know, we're still leading the division. And I, I, I think Lamar can still drag his, I think he can still drag his places, to be honest. But um, there's nothing long-term coming from this if they don't change up you know everything starting with the philosophy so we'll see what happens Trey you like spot on with the philosophy part of it cause like alright so we always hear the play like a raven mantra that came, came to be through Harbaugh never heard that until Harbaugh like a raven you know, I think of the phrase from Grace Hopper, like the most dangerous phrase in the English language is we've always done it this way. Mm-hmm. Ravens have always done things this way, but yep. they haven't evolved. And and that's coming 
to the bottom when it comes to how we've uh, utilized draft picks to the personnel we we draft to the you know, we've always followed the same formula and yeah it, it, it got us two Super Bowls that's great but where the climate of the NFL game has gone it's not sustainable it's not sustainable at all um, we're in a where we're bringing in coaches and you know we talked about it before the episode um, you know we always had issues surrounding three different things quarterback offensive coordinator wide receiver yep. now we're in a position right now where offensive coordinator wide receiver are issue personnel and philosophy and the thing is we we to coordinators throughout the years and we probably had maybe what one or two successful ones but they've been with us for a short period of time but the issue with dinosauric offensive <laughs> coordinators who can't adjust to the way that the trends of the nfl and where and we're seeing that right now like we're, we're seeing play calling um that goes back to the stone ages we don't we don't see any creativity you know i think about you know some of the throws that Lamar forces and presses and I, I, I think mm-hmm. I think we see frustration based on you know this guy's tired of having to go to the check down he's tired of having to throw it out or hit the tight end across the middle he's trying to make a big play because he knows what's at stake he he, he sees you know this season fourth quarter like defense has been letting up like he, I think Lamar totally understands that. And, but what he's is, there's nobody going to be open unless I try to make a big play because these routes are, they're not conducive to a wide receiver getting open. They're conducive to, I'm dragging three or four defenders towards one person, you know, five defenders if we're talking about Mark Andrews this past Sunday. So I think we're seeing a lot of issues just in philosophy and then we just haven't done what we needed to do to get the right personnel in like we we've passed on so many people um I mean we we could have had Justin Jefferson we could have had George Pickens I mean we're seeing all these wide receivers that we had chances to go after just be successful you know some of the best receivers in the league right now um goes to see that like hey Maybe the Costa is not the genius we made him out to be. Like, maybe he's just someone that's thinking that he just has it all figured out. Maybe he just knows how to acquire draft picks, but he doesn't know how to use them. <clears throat> that's what it seems like. And we're seeing it from top to bottom. But I just kind of feel for this roster. You know, I saw on Twitter, um, I think it was Cole Jackson was saying that if you know, this is the last year that we have Lamar as a Raven. It's never got to see him without Greg Roman. Yes. Oh man. That would that would yep. suck. I mean, I, I'm frustrated at uh, so many things. I know I'm going to a lot of different places, but the frustration is just everywhere because there's just so much playing to go around because, you know, we love this team. We're so passionate about the Ravens and, you know, we're tired of seeing the same issues arise and there's no sense of urgency from anybody inside this organization. We all see no sense of urgency. We knew wide receiver was an issue in the offseason. There was no sense of urgency. It's an issue. 
Christmas season. There's no sense of urgency. So when will it end? When will there be some some sense of urgency to go for a championship um, and surround Lamar, surround some of these other star players with the talent needed to make that push? I mean, it, it, it's frustrating. You know, top to bottom. I know you talked about Marcus Peters. Um, I mean, there was an article that came out this week talking about his mortality. I, I, I think, you know, the only way he's in a Ravens uniform next year is if he comes Oh yeah. I just yeah. don't think yeah. he has he has much left at all. I mean if we're talking about personnel, I think the Ravens bunch of safeties at cornerback, i.e. Brandon Stevens, mm-hmm. and we don't have cover corners. No. We lack cover. Um, you know, we just done a lot of we just had a lot of misses on the defense and it goes back to the Costa, top to bottom. Owe, he's a good run defender, but he can't do anything else. He can't cover. You can't get sacks. Um, you know, we, we we genius draft picks with Ben Cleveland, the big country, the big wall. Where is he? <laughs> Daniel Falafel. <You> know? <laughs> Where is he? Falafel. Oh, oh man. <laughs> I mean, we're paying uh, Nick Boyle like crazy. we owe Nick Boyle like nine million dollars. Yeah, that's... He's, that he's had more than twenty snap. Can't believe they're giving Nick Boyle anything, but so we we just made so many bad decisions. <laughs> but I'm just gonna shift real quick. Solution minded, I would love for the Ravens to really put this coaching staff and go get Sean Payton. Because mm-hmm. I just think at this point, like we need a head coach um, that's willing to be someone that's innovative, someone that's up with current trends, someone who has a good feel for the game, who's not just going to talk analytics all day. I know Miles can appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just I, I think I want to I want to see us make a make a big move. Um, and bring somebody in that's really gonna change things up. I think the players are losing faith. I think they're losing hope in Harbaugh. I know, you know, it's it's showing in different ways, not direct, but I think they're truly losing faith in Harbaugh. Um, mm-hmm. And I think Lamar doesn't have much. Man, like we said all year, it's it's looking more and more like he could really leave. I mean. He's posting things left and right that are uncharacteristic of him. And, you know, these frustrations are building over. And winning usually solves every everything. Even if you don't have a would solve things. Um, but when you're losing the way we've lost, like, you're seeing that frustration mount. So, um, yeah. yeah. Like and we, I, and we really got to shake things up. And just to remind people how last season started, even with the injuries and everything, we started off on a on a roll last mm-hmm. year, and it all fell apart in the second half of the season. Yeah. And this they year, it's starting to look, this year and, it's starting to look like the same same thing. And with a with a way 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 weaker schedule. Yeah, and that that was the uh, and that's the the wild part is that you, know, you listen to the radio now and peace people calling in like we're still seven and four everything's fine like i remember they were saying that stuff when we were eight and one we're eight and one everything's gonna be fine 
<laughs> no, it's not. Like, I think people need to understand, fans and other like, understand that the wheels are coming off, right? Like, there, there are teams right now that have winning records that I think other that, and either the the, uh, the guys that, you know, ESPN and the, the color commentators, guys that played the game, they know it's like, yeah, they're still not going to make the playoffs. They got a winning record. They still got to play like another six games. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like they, they they can see it already. Like yeah, they got a winning record now, but they may not have a winning record by the time this thing is all said and done. And the Ravens are now at a point where I remember back uh, it was like weeks week four week week five or six, and I remember Ray Rice was on the radio, and when they were talking about the defenses having their struggles and the offense was still again. Struggling, I think, in that Giants game with uh, delay a game. Was it a, yeah, it was a delay a game right there in the red zone? Um, they cost him five yards, and I think the end had to kick a field goal in that drive. And he was like, I'm glad this stuff is kind of happening now instead of week 13, you know, week 14, where it'll become an issue. Like, guess what, Ray? It's happening. It's happening right now. And this is not a team that needs this kind of stuff to be happening in week 13 coming up. Like, I have a real real like I'm I'm predicting that I, I think the Ravens will, will beat the Broncos this Sunday but I I I think the fans are going to be real real quick with the boo birds for the Ravens yeah. real quick I, I think that that much like even though like for example the commanders uh this past week I think they played um can't remember who they played um they had a home game, but it wasn't a lot, wasn't a lot of fans in the stands. You know, fans I think are done with the Daniel Snyder and the organization and how they. We'll get to the the Sean Taylor stuff a little bit later. <laughs> um, but you can tell like when a fan base is kind of through with like the front office and the organization, and now you're starting to see people that were big Harbaugh supporters and Greg Roman, you know, apologists from last season are now starting to see, oh, this is a problem. Like you know, it's. Why is it, you know, you watch every other football game, no other team, regardless of their record, seems to have the issue of getting the getting the play in and having at least 20 seconds at the line of scrimmage to diagnose the defense and read what's going on and shift guys around. Lamar has no time to get when he gets when he gets to the line, he's got 10 seconds. He's got no the only thing he has to do, what seems to be every play, is pay Pat Ricard in motion. That's the only thing. And my thing is now, like for five years, and since they've had Pat Ricard, right? They've he's been out there, and they keep putting him in motion. No defense is fooled by this, at all. And like the Dan Orlovsky play, that one play is just a microcosm of the other plays that we've seen. They've said it during the games. The Ravens are having all their wide receivers run to one side of the field. They're all within five yards of each other. And then they got the tight end on the other side of the field. There's no one in the middle of the field. No running back. No, the, the running back is in the flat on one side of the field. There's nothing up the middle. Nothing for Lamar to throw to. So you've already taken part of the field, half the field away for him to throw to. You now have him throwing in this tight window every single play. And we've seen, they showed, I think, one that one play he hit to Deshaun Jackson. Mark Andrews was running over the middle. He looked like he was wide open. But Lamar is looking for the big play because he feels like he has to, right? He's at a point now, I think, in either his career or just the state of the Ravens or where this team is, he's looking at like he's looking at it now as like, if I don't get any chunk, we don't have the playbook 
two nickel and dime guys down the field. We just don't have it. They don't have it. We saw this beginning of the season when they were getting their splash plays, right? And they looked pretty efficient. Once defenses started taking those splash plays away, the Ravens couldn't move the ball. It's been like that for the rest of the season. They can't move the football. And so Lamar's looking for the chunk play because he has to get it. And I know a lot of people want to get on Lamar because you look at these four losses, right? The majority of the time, Lamar has led the team down the field and either by a field goal or a touchdown has taken the lead with usually less than two minutes on the clock, right? But the offense comes down, the other offense comes down and just, I mean, goes down there in, le- in a minute or less or less than a minute, scores a touchdown and takes the lead, leaves Lamar less than a minute to go down the field. But the last thing you remember is Lamar's offense on the field and not being able to win the football game. So, of course, the blame gets on Lamar because, oh, Lamar can't win those big, big games when he needs to. Yeah, he's got 30 seconds on his own 20-yard line with a team that can't even get 15 yards down the field. They can't get past their own 50. Like, I mean, look, I mean, they needed, they almost, almost got a 60, needed a 67-yard field goal to win the game last week. They needed a 67-yard field goal. And that, that's my, that thing, everybody, I think, is now realizing what the problem is, is that you guys are literally hoping for two guys, Justin Tucker and Lamar Jackson, to bail you out every single week. To bail you out every single week because you can't draw up a game plan. You can't. And everybody talks about the adjustment. Oh, they, they need to make adjustments. And uh, Harbaugh made a statement, I think, during the game. Yeah, we need to work on getting the play in a little bit faster. It's week 13. <laughs> it's week 13. This is year five. Of the, this, I know people want to look at recency stuff, but Greg Roman has been here for five years. This isn't anything new. This is nothing. We've seen this. But like you guys said, there's no urgency from, I'm not going to say Eric DaCosta because he has no control over that. Eric DaCosta can only draft and sign players that Steve Bashadi signs off on, right? And coaches. That Steve Bashadi signs. It starts with Steve Bashadi. And guys, I think, have gotten comfortable in that organization, it seems like, that they don't have to do much. I'll say this. If Ravens fans start, I guess I said this a few weeks ago in one of our shows. I was like, if the Ravens don't make the playoffs this year, guess what? Those PSLs are going to, those people with PSLs and try asking to re up for next season, they're going to be like, I don't know about that. I may, I may keep those $2,000, $3,000 back in my pocket this season. <laughs> I ain't paying. No one, no one, with how expensive football games are, if you're a Ravens fan, are you willing to spend $300 plus? you're taking not just yourself but family maybe friends you want to spend 300 plus on this on this trash no and the sad part about it is you're watching every game right when 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 lamar scored the touchdown i put my hands up and when he threw uh the touchdown to um josh oliver and he walked into the end zone i threw my hands up like all right we're gonna get this w because we had thought like okay again the demons that the defense had suffered for the first few weeks or whatever are gone and I'm watching this like, they're going to do this again, aren't they? <laughs> and I'm just sitting there. I'm sitting there like, I'm I'm literally like, almost like I'm slouching on my couch so much that I'm like, I'm almost on the floor. I'm just like, I can't believe this is happening right now. I thought we were past this. I thought we were past it, regardless of how bad the game was. And like you guys said, 
coming out of a bye week, you come out of a bye week against the Panthers and the Jaguars, and this is the kind of performance you put up. The defense had a good game against the Panthers, but the offense out of a bye week has looked looked worse than they were before the bye week. They looked worse. At least before the bye week when they had when Mark Andrews was out, they were running four wides and five wides and doing all kinds of different things and stuff like that. They looked worse than they did before, before the bye week. <laughs> How do you look worse? You had a week, a week and a half, two weeks to game plan for that Panthers game, and they can only get 13 points. This, that I, I'll say this. I don't again, I don't think they're going to lose to lose to the Broncos. However, I didn't think they're gonna lose to the Jaguars either. This this game could be one this game this Sunday could be one of the worst football games of the season. Based on how the Broncos offense operates and how the Ravens offense operates. This could be terrible. This could look like the this could look like 2000 Ravens, where the Ravens win like win six to zero on two field goals. It could look yeah. that bad. It could look that bad. They better not lose to them damn Broncos. Oh, if they lose to the Broncos, everybody needs to fire. <laughs> if I'm Lamar, I'm not even showing up next week. If I'm Lamar, I'm, I'm holding out. I'm holding out. I'm not coming to work. I'm, I'm done. I'm I'm going home. I'll see y'all next season. You can, I can kiss my ass. I'm like, I'm going home. Like, <laughs> if that's a close if he, game, they if need he, to start firing people. Yeah, if it's, a, right. if it's a close game and Lamar goes down there again and gets the lead and it's like two minutes left and Russell Wilson – Starts cooking in the last two minutes, and like they gotta go. Gotta go. I'm on Lamar. I'm like, nah, man. I'm taking my jersey off right there, leading around the field. Nah, I'm done. (laughs) I'm done. Mm -mm. Nah. The the frustrating thing about the whole Mm -hmm. the plays coming in late is you see Lamar audible like the three or four times the play calls came in with. And like to, uh, and making checks at the line, and think about how many more adjustments we could have in game or, or read the defense instead of rushing most of these plays. Think yeah. about how much more efficient our passing offense or just our will be, just from the play calls getting in. Like that's frustrating. Like we literally saw it on camera. The play under twenty seconds left. Like it's ridiculous. That's all I had to say. Real quick. Yeah, it's sad, man. <laughs> now it's super sad. They've been there's some rumors going around saying that they we look we said this before two weeks ago that is there a conspiracy to make Lamar look this bad because of his contract situation that they're doing this on purpose. I'm like some of that may be true, but the way this offense is operating, like some of it now, like I think just they don't know what the hell they're doing clearly they just just looks dumb because you're not only hurting yourself you're hurting the entire team now it's not just lamar right you're hurting the entire team because i can understand it if the run game was effective and you were running uh and, and look the ravens still have been running the ball they got like 150 yards on the ground last week and even in the, in the panthers game but because of the fact that the ravens offense can't get chunk plays on the passing game um the, the the rushing yards don't seem to make any kind of impact in the actual game. I'm looking at the rushing stats. I'm like, oh, they still got 150, but it, it didn't really matter in the game. It didn't feel like it made an impact at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gus Edwards is fumbling the football. Mark Andrews can't catch the football now. 
Uh, you you know you're in a bad spot when fans are starting to call in after the game and getting on Josh Oliver for scoring too quickly. Yeah, they're like, oh, he should have gone that. down to one. I'm like, yo, you know what? You got to get out of there with that. I mean, stop, stop right putting there. Bale on this defense. Stop, don't put Bale or don't give Bale to Mike McDonald in this and, defense for and, getting and, up another fourth quarter touchdown. And who expects the goddamn Jaguars to march down the field with zero timeouts? Zero, who, right? Who zero timeouts. That? They had no timeouts to start the drive. Third and twenty-one. They had. They got a sack on that drive. Clayus Campbell right. got a sack. And they the game. I thought the game was over. And they needed a touchdown. <laughs> they didn't need a field just, goal. They didn't need three. They yeah. need not a just a touchdown. touchdown. They needed a no touchdown reason. and a two-point conversion and a two-point right. conversion. Listen, if I even after if, even after scoring the touchdown, they could have been like, "Oh, at least we stopped the two points. We still win the football game." <laughs> if, I'm, if I messed up that much at my job, I'd be fired. You'd be fired. Oh, I'm saying yeah. I'd be out of there. But and I wouldn't even be able to question them. Harbaugh won't make a move. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. So, all right. Well, let's let's talk about this this game coming up. Um, well, I mean, we'll address the AFC North real quick. I mean, the Browns Browns won and beat the Buccaneers, twenty three seventeen. Bengals go ahead and beat the Titans, twenty to sixteen. And then the chart, the, the Steelers won their game. So everybody in the AFC North won, but the Ravens. It was exactly mm-hmm. what they wanted, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so it's um, look. I mean, look. Pickens, he had a couple of drops in that game, but I'm like, every time I watch the Pickens, I get upset. Like you said, Travis, I just get mad. We could have had that man. We could have had him in Baltimore. But no. Again, but I, like I say this, Harbaugh, I don't think, likes a certain type of player. Pickens seems to be a very, I think once he, you can start seeing, like he was, he caught that ball, I think, on the, the, the Colts defender or whatever. He stuck his tongue out at him and everything. Like, he, he, he's he got some dog in him, right? Uh-huh. And I feel like when you got a receiver, even if he had if he had Deshaun Jackson 10 years ago on that roster, on this Ravens roster playing right now, there would have been some words from some of those receivers. The Ravens don't have any wide receivers right now that can really talk anything. If they had a guy like a George Pickens, a DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, if they had any of those guys, Justin Jefferson, we've seen him complain about Kirk Cousins before. If they had any of those guys in the wide receiving core, oh, there would have been some words earlier in the season. There have been some words. But Harbaugh gets guys on offense and defense that toe the line, they follow the line, they just listen to their coaches, and they don't make a fuss. That's the kind of players he has. That's what the kind of players he gets. He doesn't get anybody that causes a stink. But now, like you guys have started to, you guys have said it. You see Lamar even in that in that press conference in the post game. He start usually Lamar is pretty cool even in the losses, calm and collected. You know he kind of just toes the company line. You can tell he him now with that reporter saying, "How do you feel about you know you had lost you know in this stadium back in college in a bowl game and you you know how does it feel to lose again?" And Lamar just look at him like, "Really." How do you how do you think I feel? I lost the football game. Right. The person, how do you think I feel? Like, and they said, I think, uh, uh, I think Ryan Clark said he's like, I think you forget some of these guys. Like, yeah, they make millions of dollars and they drive nice cars and have nice homes and stuff. These guys are still competitors. They still play to win. You know, they're not out here just you know just lollygagging and stuff. They still they still want to win football games. This 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 for guys that want to achieve greatness. This isn't this isn't the right step, the step in the right direction for them. 
So of course Lamar's picked up, and then we saw the tweet, you know, come out. And I'll say this: there's a certain group of people that are understood what he was talking about. We say it all the time. <laughs> there's a certain group of people that under there were other people that were blowing everybody, everybody, even I'll say this, even the, the black commentators, Ryan Clark and all the rest of them were like, that tweet was nothing. They were like, this is not a big deal. They were like, no. That's not a big deal. <laughs> he was taught the dude was talking shit. He talked shit back to him. That's what it was. That's all it is. They made us think about nothing. And then James Jameson Hensley specifically starts calling Lamar Jackson out of his name on Twitter. I'll say this. He better watch out. Because if Lamar Jackson does get a contract with the Baltimore Ravens, he's gonna lose his job. Because Lamar ain't gonna give him no, he's gonna give him no questions. He's gonna ask a question and he's gonna be like, next, I ain't saying nothing to you. Somebody else can ask, ask a question because I ain't saying nothing to you. That's a quick way to lose a job. When you piss off the star football, he's the star player in the city. That's a quick way to lose a job. Yeah. And I think that again, there's a, a part of it is the narrative against Lamar is um, I was watching, I think, speak on uh, FS1. Made, one of the guys made a good point. And all it is, is, is a lot of people, it's the, what we've seen with Lamar and how bad he's, how the, the team has been playing is it's just affirming what they thought about him when he got drafted, right? Oh, I knew he couldn't win the big games. Oh, I knew he couldn't throw the football. And it's like, it's not because it's his fault, but because he's he's playing poorly because of the system, it just adds more, oh, I knew he couldn't do this. I knew he couldn't do that, right? That's all this seems to be. It's like, it's just reaffirming what people thought about Lamar when he came in. Even regardless of the MVP, when he won the MVP, everybody shut up. Then all of a sudden the Ravens offense looks trash. And now, but you can blame the quarterback. Now, regardless of what's going on, it always comes back down to the quarterback. So, that, oh, you can point right at Lamar. Right at number eight, he sucks. See, we knew he sucked. We knew he wasn't that good. So that's all it is. But the other problem, the problem is, like you guys said, is that because there's no urgency, Lamar doesn't feel like he. the team has his back as far as Eric DaCosta and Steve Bashotti in them. He's seen what everybody else with Jalen. Jalen Hurts is getting in talks now with Howie Roseman to get a contract extension in year three. He's probably going to win MVP this year. It, it, it may be Patrick Holmes that win it, but I think everybody thinks the favorite right now is Jalen Hurts. And Howie Roseman is already trying to get a deal done before that happens. Smart man. Smart man, right? He sees what Jalen Hurts has become with AJ, with AJ Brown and putting that Miles Sanders and uh, Devontae Smith and all those guys around him in a solid defense. Oh, my guy can play. Let's keep him here for the next five to six, seven years. Lamar wins MVP. What does he get? Five more tight ends on the roster. No <laughs> defensive ends on the, no defensive ends on the defense. No wide receivers. They're treating this man like Aaron Rodgers, and he won a Super Bowl yet. Yep. But like you guys said, it's that old that old phrase, right? Like you said, Travis. Like you know, it's, it's the way we've always done things. The Ravens are playing like it's two thousand and two, not twenty twenty two. Yep, gift and a curse, and it's definitely a curse right now. Yeah, it wasn't All right. very 
All right, let's. I mean, let's let's talk about. So the Ravens play the Broncos this week, one o'clock. Um, we saw what happened with Russell. We saw what happened with the, the Russell Wilson and his uh, impersonal from the defense. If Russell says, <laughs> we've all we've all seen that, right? When you got that yeah. one dude that nobody likes, and he yep. continued to talk. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I know exactly what, what Purcell said to that suit. <laughs> and if, if you could tell it boiled over and you know and Russell was like, yeah, shaking his head like oh, we got it, we got it, we're good. You know, we, we got it. No. That's right, that's right. He, that's didn't right. Want, he, didn't, he didn't want to get his ass whooped. That's what it was. He was like, that's right. Right. <laughs> he didn't he didn't want to go challenge Purcell because he knew that Purcell was like, if this man make one step toward me, I'm dropping his ass. Like <laughs> yeah, he backed down real That's what quick. that looked like. Purcell looked at him like, if you step, if, if you step to me, you going down. They gonna have to find. They gonna have, with the backup quarterback, the Paxton Lynch, whoever it is, gonna have to go in because <laughs> I'm copying your ass right here, right now. Um, they're in a situation very, very different from the Ravens. Of course, you know they trade for the Russell Wilson. They gave him this crazy five year deal, um, but now it appears that uh, even the, there's some reports coming out of the Broncos locker room that the team has like done with Russ, you know? I mean, I don't know how they could be, you know, this guy had to get a, doesn't he have an office inside the, the Broncos headquarters? And yep. you know, the, the players have, in order way, the only spot. way they can reach him is through his agent. <laughs> Parking spot and everything. <laughs> yeah, they can't even, they can't even text Russ, you know, they gotta text his agent before, you know, they can speak to him. Wow. You know, like, I, I, I don't know how you hate the man. You know, even though he's never done anything for the for the town, for the city, for the team, you know, and with, it sucks for them because they have a, they have a really good defense. They have a top ten defense. I want their their free safety. I wanted Justin Simmons. That's the dude I wanted. They got him over there. Even after trading Bradley Chubb, they still have a really good defense over there. But their offense is ass. It's terrible. And you got Nathaniel Hackett coming in. Who's probably done after the season? Okay, um, playing against the Ravens, both offenses are garbage, uh, but both defenses are really good. So the question that I put to you guys, like, wh- where the the Ravens, because of uh, how how bad they've looked against defenses that weren't even this good, right? They've been playing defenses that weren't even ranked in the top ten or top fifteen, but have seems like week to week have made these defenses look like top 10 defenses because their offense this offense is so inept on the other hand though the broncos offense is facing a ravens defense that if they stick around long enough and keep it close that ravens defense based on how mike mcdonald and them scheme up the plays in the fourth quarter they can give up the game so i think you know for if you're the broncos coming into this game all we got to do is keep it close. We don't necessarily have to be beating them by 10 <clears> points or whatever that is. If we can make within, we can stay within a touchdown of this, of this Ravens team, they could probably win this football game. That could very well happen. That could very well happen because I'm looking at this Ravens offense right now. Now, it looked like on the injury report, everybody is back. I don't know if Ronnie Stanley's still going to play this week. He's been limited. So I think they're going to hold him out. Uh, I think Ajabo probably makes his his Please. debut this week because Please. again, Adafi Owe is <laughs> when you got JPP out snapping you, it's time to sit your ass down. You got to sit on the bench, regardless of his draft status. He needs to sit down. We see what Ajabo got at this point. Um, I think Kolar has been practicing fully. 
Gus Edwards is practicing. J.K. made his appearance back, and so has Marcus Williams. Kyle's um, back too, right? Kyle's back too, right? Yeah, Kyle's, back, Kyle's yeah. back too. Now, if all those guys play, I don't know because I know Marcus has got a 21-day 21 win, window, and J.K.'s just coming off of his, you know, his knee scope or whatever, cleaning up that uh, scar tissue for him. So um, I'm not sure if those guys go. Mm-hmm. However, none of those guys are, are wide receivers. That's the main issue with this offense, right? I think if J.K. is back and Gus is back and the way with Justice Hill and Kenya Drake have run pretty well, I think the run game could be could be good, you know, okay, for this yeah. game. The, the, the problem is they can't throw the football. They just can't. And now with the drops coming into play, drops are one of those things that – drops are one of those things that's kind of like basketball, right? If, if you are, or you're a good shooter, but you're a streaky shooter – and you go into that night and you you're like oh for four there's a good chance you may not miss it you may not make a basket the rest of that night it just that's just how it happens and for but for the for for receivers especially week to week if they can go they go a couple games where it's like i've been dropping the ball that confidence starts to slip they, they become an issue it's going and look it's the temperature for the, in baltimore is going to be it's going to be cold it's going to be cold in that game you know, very similar to that game they just played in Jacksonville. Well, I mean, Jacksonville was warmer, but um, they had that little storm there uh, earlier. But we also saw they 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 re- they picked back up Shamar Bridges, the Good. star in the preseason, who we all we all like. We all thought you know he did enough to make the roster. He's back on the offense. Not sure if he actually plays on Sunday or not because he's on the practice squad right now. But the Ravens are a desperate. They're, when you when you have to go sign Deshaun Jackson off the couch. And you have to re-sign a player you cut in the preseason back to the receiving core, you're in dire straits. You're in dire straits. So my thing, I think, for the Ravens is if you can get J.K. out there and you can get Gus out there, I think with Lamar, I think for the sake of this game, just to get to next week, run the football. Just run the football this week. Maybe you throw in some drag routes we stuff we haven't seen before because i don't think this pass game is going to get the coordination for this pass game is going to get any better as long as greg roman is calling the plays this is is what it is maybe the stuff leads maybe the pat the running game opens it up like play action pass and kind of stuff some rollouts some stuff like that that opens that kind of stuff up for the passing game to become effective but that's the only way it's going to happen if they come out of this getting starting the first half if they get the ball and they start doing that 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 stupid shit again, where they're throwing five <laughs> five pass plays, you know, four yeah. or five pass plays, oh my you know, god, do nothing. I'm like, without running the football, I'm like, yeah, they need to go back to where their bread is buttered at this point and just stick with the running the football. Maybe that leads to play action pass for this offense to be effective. But what do you guys yeah. think? Oh man, I'm I'm so not interested in watching this game <laughs> on Sunday. Like, it, I'm just over it but I mean I'm a Ravens fan I'm a football fan I'm gonna watch the game but this is one of those games I'm just not looking forward to um I think we're still you know I think I think we're gonna win I I I do think the Broncos are that bad of a team I think they're really really bad I don't think they belong on the same field with us even with the problems that we've been going through um so with that being said I still think you know I I still think we're gonna be fine this week I, I can't see I can't see what happened last week 
I can't see what happened last week being a, a, a repetitive thing as far as the mistakes, just as far as like the drop touchdowns and you know the stuff like that, like uh, and, and the fumble by Gus Edwards. I, I don't see that stuff repeating um, in this game. So I, I do think we played better, but I also think that's not saying shit. I don't think that's saying anything. I don't think that's mm-hmm. saying much that we played better in this game than we played against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, so I, I think we're going to fare a little better. <clears throat> Excuse me. And also, you know, if we ended up blowing them out somehow or having a really, really good game, I'm also not going to get overhyped about it because it's, it's the Denver Broncos. So, um, like you said, it's, it's definitely still possible. The way we've been playing, um, you know, in the fourth quarter, we, we haven't been able to play 60 minutes yet. Um, in the fourth, fourth, fourth quarter, anything can happen. And, you know, Russell's still a deep ball threat, even though, you know, they might not have as much talent out there. But Cortland Sutland, when he feels like having a good game, he'll have one. Um, he hasn't had many, but, you know, uh, the, the other receiver, what's the guy's name? Uh, Judy? Not Judy. Judy. Uh, Judy's hurt, right? He's, yeah, Judy's hurt. Remember. Yeah, so Cor- Cortland, I guess, is their main guy now, but it, he still has a deep ball, and we still, you know, have Marcus Peters. So you just <laughs> never know. You just never know. So, um, like you said, Miles, I think it's a good idea if we just kind of stick with the run on this one. Um, but every, every week, I also still root for Lamar, man. Like, I I just, no matter what happens in these games, I just be wanting his stat line to be padded so much. And it's just hard to do that when, you know, we have the roster that we have and we have the um, the offensive play calling that we have. But um, in, in these games, especially in these, you know, against the Broncos, obviously I want them to win the game but i just be wanting Lamar to go off because I, mm-hmm. I just be wanting to shut people up I'm just tired of hearing the same song every week every time we lose a game and you know all of the blame just be centered around Lamar as if this team isn't jacked up from the top down so um I think we I, I, I don't I don't to be honest I don't think there's any keys to this game <laughs> I think the key to the game is to uh not make mistakes I think that's the key to the game is not make mistakes, not shoot yourself in the foot, not get these bonehead penalties, delay games. And I think we win the game easily, but we haven't been able to not make many mistakes in almost any of these games. So I I think that's really the key to winning. Um, Run the ball, don't make mistakes and hopefully get some, you know, pressure on Russell, get him flustered and and force some mistakes that he's been making over the past two weeks. And I think we get out of there with the dub still, but, um, you know, we can't take any game lightly at this point. So mm-hmm. you still got to prepare for the worst. But I, I don't think they're going to show up looking as crazy as they looked in that fourth quarter against Jacksonville. I'll say that. Yeah, I think there's no reason for this to be a close game, but I'm scared it might be. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I promise you I'm scared. Um, you know, we any given Sunday, like I was just watching that movie last week, like, anything can happen and like on paper like you said this team shouldn't be on the same field I mean their lead running back got cut because he fumbles the ball too much you know mm-hmm. I think the running back they have now is it Latavius Murray like who was yeah he's been running okay he's been running okay yeah. I'll say that but, but yeah it's still Latavius and, Murray and I they just have Cortland Sutton because, like you said, uh, Judy's out, and then I think uh, the other guy, KJ Hamler, is out too. Yeah, he, yeah he's so, out. Weapons for us, and you know they traded they traded their impact defender 
Um, so there's no reason. Um, and they're also the team with worse play calling than us. So um, yeah. they have no they have no philosophy over there. <laughs> yeah, I mean Hackett Hackett running. Hackett turned over all the play calling duties. Like he's like, oh, I'm doing this calling timeouts and challenging yeah. plays. That's they're all. Winging, that's they're, all winging it. they're winging it. Over I'm there. just here to wear the big headset. That's it. That's it, right? Um, <laughs> but no, um, you know, I, we we just come in. We stay true to whatever our identity is these days. I don't know what it is, but we're going to need to stay true to it. Well, um, hopefully get some manufactured do plays. Um, but really just like we have to physically and just get out of there. I mean, there's no reason to play around with this team. There's no reason for us to be running soft zone coverages in the second half. To play smart football and get out of there with the win. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I really, I really hope to see um, us be efficient with our, our our passing tree concepts this week. I don't have much faith in it, uh, but I just hope we just get the ball in our playmakers' hands. Um, I, I'm hoping. You know, I know we we talked about the injuries, but I'm hoping a lot of those injured guys get some meaningful playing time. I really, uh, was it Kohler? Is that how you say it? Kohler? Yeah, Charlie Kohler. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. I want to see him get some snaps. Um, I, I really w- can't wait to see his job. I just want to, I just want to see if he's another OA or is he going to be the yeah. we draft that's going to change our team. Um, but I really just want to, I want to see his play sound ball overall. Um, I the Justin Tucker kick. I don't want us playing down to our competition. Um, otherwise, like we said early in the pot. Like this could lead to rolling. Um, you know, late in the season, our Super Bowl run, somebody got fired. Mm-hmm. You know, if if this, where if we don't play to our potential, the heads will roll. There will be no mm-hmm. choice. Like, you know, we should look at this Broncos game as it's not a big game for us, but this is the game. Oh, if yeah. we don't play like. Heads will roll. So, all in all, like, you know, I'm with you, Trey. Like, I want to see Lamar's stat, but I just want us to get out of there with a victory, and I don't want it to be close. So, stick to the run yeah. game. Be smart with the passing defense. Be aggressive. I want to see us get in the backfield, make Russell Wilson uncomfortable, because when he's uncomfortable, he is not a... <coughs> this year um, <laughs> yeah yeah so I think that's it for me could come out with a victory but I am scared <laughs> like I said I think that's it if this game is like it was on like what halftime what I think the, the the Jags were up was it nine they were ten to nine I think on us and I was like this game's too close I don't like this and what the Ravens sadly would have not been able to do, no matter what the lead is, you no lead, no lead is safe with this Ravens defense. No lead is safe. Um, I again, I wouldn't there. I think during this game, you're going to hear boo birds from those Ravens fans with that offense. We know it's going to happen. We know it is. Um, I'll just say this: Would it hurt just to see if you know T. Martin and Keith Williams just have them call a game once? 
Just tell Greg Roman to stay home for a little bit. Stay home. Just stay home. You can stay home. Yeah. Team Murphy's been in. The stadium is going to be half empty on Sunday. It, I don't think there's going to be a lot of people in there. I think a lot of fans are, again, I, it always it's always it always funny to me when you hear fans, especially when um, I remember when the Orioles were really like stinking it up, and they were complaining about not enough fans were showing up to the games. We need more fans in these stands. I'm like, tickets cost money and time, and I'm not wasting my time and more money, money. <laughs> for a team that clearly does not value my time and my money. <laughs> right. Um, I think that, and we've, I look, I've heard this from older fans too. Like, you know, you guys, younger fans need to support this team. Like, yeah, you guys were, you know, when you guys were in your prime, tickets were $50 for a football, for a football. You could go to all the home games during the season because mm-hmm. tickets were cheap. Tickets ain't cheap no more. Yeah. You know, if, if you're taking yourself, you're taking your girl, you're taking kids, that's a thousand dollars. There's no yeah. ticket. There's no kid discount. You yeah. got to get food. You got to pay for parking. All this other I, stuff. I, I look at it just like a like I'm a tax paying citizen. And yeah. in my mind, you know, if you guys are are not playing well, and on top of that, you're not making the necessary changes, and you're not changing the coaches when we're playing the way we're playing, then I don't have a right to be there. I don't have a right. I, I'll take my money and, and and watch another game. Like I don't. I don't. You know that that's kind of how I how I'm doing. I'm leaving the accountability on them. So you know until they get it right, I don't blame fans for not showing up. I mean, yeah. It, and it's not like a fair weather thing. We still gonna love the Ravens regardless. But if y'all not gonna make the necessary changes, that is is kind of clear at this point. I mean, at this point, almost anybody can be an expert at Ravens football at this point. It don't even take a yeah. genius to to point out some of the stuff that we're you know that we're missing and. For to get that drastic and extreme to the point where we're talking about a game against the Broncos that we're not even sure about, yeah, you can miss me with that. I'm not sitting in the cold to watch that. Yeah, like Steve Bisotti may own the Ravens, he may have the title owner, but the fans, we Baltimore, like you have no Ravens football, you don't have football period in Baltimore without the fans. So if you don't put the product on the field, um, that's worth our money that's worth our devotion and commitment we can go elsewhere we don't have to show up and that's or at least show the effort yeah at least show the effort like that that tells you this is the this is like the the this is how you know you have good coaching like for example the Steelers they're not going to the playoffs this year but the fans are still showing up to the games because they know Mm -hmm. what it is like they know what they are and you know in the process they have a good coach still they're right. not calling they know, plays. They still have a good philosophy. They still are playing still a football. They're just in a in, in a part of this, you know, they're just in a in a year where they're they're still getting it together. But right. that's how you know. That's how you know that that's the difference. Like we're we're not getting down on them because they're not winning games. We're getting down on them because of how they're not winning games. I mean you look I mean I just look at, you know, down ninety five, four ninety five. I mean, you look at everything that's happening with the commanders off the field and has happened with that team. In the offseason. And they're they they've won three straight football games. And they they could very well make the playoffs with everything that has happened with that team off the field. Didn't the Sean Taylor stuff that happened this past weekend, then putting that wire statue, whatever the hell that thing was, out there. Is a with all that stuff going on behind the scenes, Ron Rivera, you gotta give it up to Ron Rivera. 
like he's done a really good job keeping those guys focused on the task at hand and fe- being aware of what like the feelings for the team. And I, I know he probably felt like, oh, Carson Wentz is healthy now. Let me put him back out there. He's like, nah, nah, this team is riding with Tyler. I, I got I to gotta keep Tyler as quarterback. You know, it's 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 one of those things as a head coach, you just got to understand how your team is feeling, how your team is responding to the situation at hand. And you can just see the Ravens. Ravens know they have better talent than a lot of these teams that they're playing against, but they keep finding themselves in these situations where they're not winning football games. But then at the same time, like you guys said, there's no accountability. Accountability. The players are out here trying to change different things. They're trying to work with each other. They're trying to work on things in practice. They're trying to do all this. Yet they're seeing their coordinators, offense and defense, making the same mistakes week in and week out. There was a point during that game, uh, I think in the fourth quarter, where uh, Mark Marcus Peters is yelling, or not yelling, but trying to talk to Chuck Clark. He wanted to switch out of zone. He wanted to go play more man coverage. On those uh, on that on that fourth on that drive that led to the Jags touchdown and you know, winning the football game, he wanted to play more man coverage, but they kept playing zone. They kept playing zone. They kept playing zone. They, and they've been. You would think, right, that they would. You would look at the film for the last twelve weeks, especially in those four games that you lost, and look like you know what? Maybe this zone coverage thing don't work. Maybe we don't have the guys to play zone coverage. We don't. And I was saying that I've been saying that for years with the Ravens with the front seven. They've been running a three-four defense with this Ravens defense. And like, I don't understand why we we we're, we're not that good at covering the middle field. You don't have the linebackers to run a three-four. You don't. You're you, if you are running a three-four a three-four defense, you need linebackers that can cover. Linebackers that they can blitz when they need to, but they can cover the middle of that field. They got the flats and they got the middle. Nothing is getting past them. You, you, they, Ravens for for the last ten years have not had the personnel to run that kind of offense, run that kind of defense. But that again comes down to coaching, being aware sometimes of it's not college football where you can get the best recruits like Alabama and Georgia, and you just get the best players from around the country. A lot of times in the NFL, you can get a few guys here and there; they be your stars, but everybody else sometimes are just guys. But you got to be able to find where guys play the best. What what? What scheme fits the best for the guys that we have? And a lot of times we've seen the Ravens on both sides of the ball trying to run these. This is the scheme we're running, and we hope you guys can pick it up and learn it. And, like, we don't have the guys to do that. The Ravens are trying to run verticals and trying to run these trying to run these explosive pass plays. you got five tight ends on the field. They're not running past anybody. You traded away, traded away your one speed guy in, Mar- in, in uh, Hollywood Brown. You didn't replace him. You can't run. You can't run those plays. And Lamar again is looking for chunk plays, looking for stuff down the field. But it's you don't have the guys that can do that. And look, as much as I like Duvernay, we know Duvernay's not that guy. He's a good slot receiver, maybe a low number two. He's not a guy that can be the. He's not going to be able to get, beat his. Defender, man on man, he's not gonna be able to do. He's not gonna route a route a guy up. He's not. They don't have that guy on on offense. But we've seen this time and time again with these Ravens coaches, especially under Harbaugh, trying to fit square pegs in the round holes. And they're sitting here, Harbaugh, looking confused every weekend and week out. Like I don't understand why it didn't work. This is why I think the Ravens going forward, if they decide to move on from Harbaugh, need to get a, at least a head coach that understands 
scheme. I don't care what side of the ball it is. They need to understand understand scheme, period. So they can, like, when they see stuff on the field, hey, hey, we need to fix this. This needs to change. Because Harbaugh just lets stuff happen. He is, Harbaugh is the kind of dude that his 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 wife or whatever is getting beat up by another girl. He just sits there and watches it happen. Well, he won't he won't step in. He's like, man, I, I can't help you. I don't, I don't know what to do. Uh, she's gonna, she's, she's she beat me up. I, I'm sorry. I, uh, got, you gotta have, you gotta gotta have faith. You gotta have faith. She'll stop eventually. She'll stop. <laughs> that's the, that's, that's what it feels like. Harbaugh really watching it happen to him, and watching it happen to over his team. And over and will not it will not change anything. Will not say anything. Will not speak up. Right. All right. Well, before we get out of here, we got to do scores. Trey, I know last week, not last week, a week before the show, the, the last show we did, you, you 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 said forty points. What game was it? <laughs> I don't, I don't the, uh... That was uh, that was the the Panthers game. That was the Panthers game. Oh my god! You said forty points. I, I said forty, <laughs> hoping we get at least twenty. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's oh, what's your score for this one, man? Against the Broncos, I think I think we put up. Uh, I think it's gonna be like I think we'll put up twenty four points. I'll I'll say we'll win twenty four. I think it'll be. I think I think it'll be twenty four thirteen. Twenty four thirteen. I don't even know what these. <laughs> hey man, I didn't I didn't know uh, either, bro. I just draw some numbers. I, yeah, like. <laughs> It could go either way. Um, man, I think heads roll. I'm going to say 17-10. We pull it out in a squeaker. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm I'm sticking with you with the squeaker. I'm going to go, um, I'm going to say Ravens 21, Broncos 20. Justin Tucker gets a field goal to win the football oh, game. Oh, goodness, goodness <laughs> gracious. Spare me. Just I because can't, he has to. <laughs> I can't afford another one of these weeks. <laughs> Um, yeah, another pressure when the season's over. Oh another squeaker where the fans are walking out of the stadium because yeah, they might win the game, but there's no reason why they should be losing in the fourth quarter to the Broncos. <laughs> so um, they still pull it out, but I said yeah, it's, if the, if it, the score is like that and it's more not, it's just more like me and Travis is not like Trey's and heads need to roll. <laughs> I mean, listen, need to roll. Head, if, if it's twenty four thirteen, I, I think my head's still rolling. It. Point. I, yeah, I, like you shouldn't. Uh, there's no reason. It's still not that impressive compared. This game should be over game. by the third quarter, right? It right. should be over by the third if you do what you're supposed to do. So, all right, um, that's it. Thank you guys for listening. Us rant about this. Um, we need the we need we needed the whole show. <laughs> we need the whole show yeah. talk about this. Um, so we'll see what happens this Sunday. Uh, I mean, I watch it. It'll be on, but I don't. I, mean, I don't know if I'll be paying attention the whole time depends how the game's going yeah. um, um make sure if you don't uh if you if you don't drink don't start drinking because of this ravens <laughs> team um yeah it's not good <laughs> yeah uh, i've seen a lot of fans post post photos and stuff and the ravens got me drinking dark liquor already it's not even it's not even I, four o'clock yet I'm like <laughs> i just, I just don't want to end up like that i just don't want to end up like that kid after that jaguars game Oh man! Oh. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's man. it's getting bad. It's getting bad. I I, I, re- yeah. I refuse, man. At, at the end yeah. of the day, guys, when they lose these games, just know that they're they're going home in their mansions and their luxury yeah. vehicles, and 
and and spending time with their rich ass families with a smile on their face. So, right. So don't let I ain't spending... you out, man. <laughs> I, I, I can't. I, it, took, it took me a while to get that PS Five. I, I ain't about to throw it on the ground for that. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. That's it, people. We'll catch you guys next week. Peace. Peace. Thank you.